Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Certainly hope your Thursday's gone off to a good start. Uh, it is time now for why it matters. You know, most of the time we talk about stocks, shares uh, mm. for, for investors, right? But what about collecting for passion and that that pays off? in years to come. Yeah, I know that a lot of people are starting to look at some alternative investments. It might start off as a hobby, but then you realize, hey, this could be something. There could be something in it. Investors, indeed, who have found themselves rocked by the volatile stock market due to COVID-19 over the past few years, according to a Knight Frank luxury investment report, tangible assets like wine, cars and watches apparently have performed quite well with them over the past 12 months, right? Right up to mid last year. Yeah, you know, wine especially, uh, that's risen by 13% in value during the pandemic times. Although, I don't think I'll ever get over the tragedy of buying wine and not drinking it. Yeah, I know what you mean, right? So you're like, hey, should especially I Especially during it, the pandemic. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're staying at home looking yeah, at all these yeah, bottles. Yeah. Uh, so Singapore has been found to be the top country, actually, in the emerging market section to reflect an increase in interest for wine investment. So clearly, a lot of people are looking up and they are taking notice. However, in order to make sound and calculated investments in this arena, you need to understand the wine, or do you? I, you I don't to understand know. Yeah, the that's, vineyard. That's, that's a good you? question. Yeah. Like, yeah. Will, will you get like non-wine lovers just buying wine because uh, they're investing in it? Yeah. I mean, I've heard of people doing that in the art market. They uh, know nothing about yeah. art. They don't care about it. Yeah, but they listen one. to art advisors and they just buy it. Yeah. So is it the same in the wine market? Let's find out. Uh, Anthony Chung is on the line. He's the CEO and co-founder of VinaVest. Anthony, good morning. How are you? Hello, hello. I am pleased to be on here. So thanks for having me here. Actually, it's more like good evening since uh, we're speaking to you uh, in California right now. Certainly hope things are going well there. Uh, let's let's start off uh, by talking about uh, VinoVest. I'm sure people have heard ads of this company, but tell us more about it. Yeah, happy to. So VinoVest is really providing that financial access for people to invest in fine wine. So we take care of everything from picking the wines learning about your financial needs and creating a portfolio of wines that can actually suit that in terms of your investment timeline, your risk tolerance, your investment amounts, and we handle everything, right? I think I remember I heard you saying it is very hard staring at all these bottles and not drinking it, so we actually help you store it and insure it as well, right? Out of sight, out of mind, out of temptation. Mm, I I Uh, thought you were going to say we help you drink it. I thought you were going to say we help you drink it, (laughs) but okay. No, we'll help you do everything but drink it. We'll help you manage it, buy it, and sell it. Okay, here's the thing. I mean, Elliot and I talked about whether or not people in the market currently even care about the wine or appreciate it for what it is. We've seen this happen in the art market where uh, people who know nothing about art don't care for it at all, invest in it anyway, simply because of the good financial returns. Are you seeing the same thing happen in the wine market? Absolutely. I think especially given uh, the pandemic, right, the stock market has become very, very volatile and it's become clear that there's a need to diversify away from traditional assets. So whether it be art, whether it be wine or another asset, people are looking for purely financial reasons to be able to diversify, especially into things that don't really correlate with the market. Uh, And wine is a great example of that. Mm. So 
say I come I come to you and, and I want to get involved in this. I want to invest in wine. What are what are the first steps that we need to take? So first step is really just determining what your goals are, right? With any investor, regardless of if you know wine or not, you want to know about how long is this investment for? Is it a five-year thing for you, a 10-year thing for you, maybe even longer? Uh, what's your investment amount, right? Is it all at once or are you looking at uh, averaging into the market over the course of months or even years? And then finally, taking a look at your risk appetite. You know, if you're a super aggressive, risky investor who is willing to take on some more speculative wines, or if you're looking for something more conservative and tried and true. And based on that, our team, as well as our AI-powered algorithm, can actually give you a portfolio recommendation. So that is really the first step, and it takes about five minutes. Mm. I'm just wondering how purists feel about all of this, because as you yourself said, it's turned into mainly uh, a question of money and returns, right, in this market. Do you still have people, though, who are old school investors? They actually do appreciate the value of the wine beyond the money, uh, but still want to make money from it. And how do you manage these types of investors? Yeah, I am one of those people myself where ah. I, I love to drink wine and I really do appreciate the history, the romance, and the story behind it. But I treat it as something where it's very separate from my personal passions and my consumption patterns because this is meant to make money for me, right? And hopefully those, uh, those returns I'm making can help me to create the profit so that I can drink more uh, very expensive, nice wine uh, to, uh, to be able to continue that hobby. I mean, can we talk about the potential profits here? I mean, if let's say... I, I and and I'm only saying this because I I don't know how to invest in wine. I don't know what amount I would need. Say I put in a thousand dollars. What can I look forward to? You know, if we were having that conversation. Yeah. So with a thousand dollars, we could grab you a few cases of wine to start off with, um, and we would recommend, depending on your risk appetite, if you want something blue chip like a, you know, let's equate it to like an Amazon or an Apple stock. Right. It's very solid, long track record. Um, and that in, in the wine world would be like a wine from Bordeaux, uh, from a winery that already has been producing for hundreds of years. And we have a lot of data that shows, hey, this is going to be solid, steady returns. Um, and our, our average investor over the course of uh, 2021 actually earned a little bit under 17% annual returns after all, our, all of our fees. I'm just wondering about... Wine versus stock. I mean, the, we do have some benchmarks for the fine wine market, don't we? There's the London International Vintners Exchange. There's the Sotheby's Wine mm-hmm. Index as well. How do those stand up against just investing uh, the way you might encourage it? You know, just buy the wine and then sell it. Yeah, so I think the, the benefits to investing in, in Vinovest is we actually help with the buying and selling, right? If you were to take a a do-it-yourself approach, say you go to Sotheby's, an auction house, um, it's very difficult to transact, right? You might need to wait weeks for the next auction. And then your selling price is really dependent on whoever's online or whoever's in the room at the time, right? And um, associated with brokers and auctions also come fees. They usually charge anywhere between 10 and 30%, which can really cut into your returns um, and also require for you to have your own wine storage. So you can absolutely take the do-it-yourself approach, um, but um, it it does come up with a a lot of resources that you need to have to be able to even get started. Mm. Um, What what impact did 
COVID-19 play as well? I mean, a lot of companies were going digital, they were pivoting. Vinovest's platform is the world's first ever AI-powered wine investment platform. Interesting story here, I bet. Yeah, so with, with COVID-19, I think, first of all, we saw alcohol consumption globally uh, start to increase. I'm sure, uh, mm. you know, I, I definitely drank more in, in, in <laughs> during that time of quarantine uh, just to get by, right? And But that has really continued. Uh, we're starting to see, especially because of not only uh, the COVID pandemic, but most notably, very, very volatile weather. That has led to lower than normal harvest yields in a lot of the key wine growing regions which means there's less wine but more demand, which is leading to higher and higher prices, not only for new wine being produced, but for existing vintages that are available in the secondary markets. So how does the platform actually help facilitate and make all of this easier for the individual wine investor? So with with our products, we help you fully manage that, right? Whether it be from buying uh, to storage in a safe bonded warehouse facility, insurance of that wine as well, right? Because a big risk of investing in wine is being able to store it properly. If it's stored improperly, it might be turning into vinegar, something completely uh, completely has a much less value than a bottle of $1,000 wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, we also give you smart recommendations on when to sell. Um, so we're able to do that all without the end customer having to touch or transact or ship any bottles of wine and we're able to make it so that anybody, regardless of where they live and what their resources are, can get started with, uh, you know, just a couple hundred bucks. Nice. Anthony, if you don't mind, I want to I wanna switch tracks from wine to talk a little bit about you as an entrepreneur. I mean, you've got an amazing story. You've sold two of your businesses prior to this. And you even pitch uh, the idea to Mark uh, Cuban and Mark Burnett back in 2015. What's the story here? Oh, so this was with, yeah, with my first business, which was a food delivery app called Envoy Now. Um, the concept was simple, right? Food delivery is not a, a, a groundbreaking idea, but our execution, which was focused on college campuses, the delivery drivers were students only which meant that they had the ID card access as well as the uh, knowledge to be able to navigate dorm rooms and navigate libraries faster than a normal delivery driver. And, uh, you know, if we've all ordered food delivery before, the difference between a 20-minute delivery and a 30-minute delivery can mean the difference between your food being cold and hot. Mm-hmm. So we were able to consistently be faster than the other uh, larger options, and uh, that was really the hook that got uh, got me the opportunity to pitch Mark Cuban and Mark Burnett live, and uh, got my you know got my first start with with having an investment offer from there, and that really I think really kicked off my confidence as a college entrepreneur to be able to drop out of college, take it seriously, raise more funding, and go full time on this. Mm, but you did face a number of challenges. Among them, I believe, was an accident that left you paralyzed from the neck down in 2016. Uh, what happened there? How did it affect the business? How did you recuperate from that? So in 2016, I, I had a bad fall, and that led to me having a spinal cord injury at the C5 vertebrae. So uh, initially, I was in the ICU uh, for about a month, and then had to be an intensive rehabilitation facility for the next year where I was on a ventilator, had to completely learn everything in life, right? From being able to breathe without the support of a machine to something very basic like 
learning how to feed myself again. Um, and during that time, the business and everything else in my life was on pause, right? My, my recovery and just knowing what my new life would be like is absolutely was, was at the forefront. Um, and about six months into that, um, I decided to come back as CEO of the company. I knew that even though my life was completely changed, I'm still in a wheelchair today, although I'm lucky to have a bit more mobility, um, that my brain is still 100% there. I wanted to still go back to doing things that were challenging me and, and my brain. And um, to that, uh, that was also a form of therapy for me, too. Okay, uh, but it feels like, in spite of disability, it, it sounds like you're you're flying. Uh, I mean, I gotta know what's what's your secret here. What what drives you? Where does that determination come from? I think it's really out of necessity. I I didn't really have a choice, right? Um, you know, being being in a wheelchair that really excludes you from a lot of jobs that that I may have considered. Uh, travel is is much harder for me, so I thought, what's the best way to create the, the best work environment, right? Create your own business, mm-hmm. create the work environment that you want to live. Um, so to me, like starting and, and running and growing businesses and being able to make that change myself was was really the best way that I thought that I could be able to live the life that I wanted to have. Considering all of this and what you've been through, what's next for VinoVest and you at this point, considering where the markets are going, how investors are thinking and how the world is evolving? I think especially with VinoVest, what really does excite me is that we're really just at the surface. You know, we've got 10,000 investors today, but there's so many other people that don't even know wine investing even exists, right? They don't know that it has double-digit annual returns that um, can be a great addition to your portfolio. And for us at VinoVest, we're barely scratching the surface. We complain, but I mean, <laughs> look, at, look at guys like him. Yeah. I mean, what, what an inspiration. Many Amazing. thanks indeed to Anthony Tang, CEO and co-founder of VinoVest. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.